Hello and welcome back to A Better World. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin, and I'm very glad you're joining us again today. Today we're going to have another very interesting show. Uh, The guest who should be calling in soon, Dr. Patrick San Francisco, originally from Goa, India, beautiful place I've heard, uh, travels the world to heal, teach, educate, and speak on a series of different topics about really changing our consciousness, leading to the change in our behavior and our actions. He's the founder of the Light Movement, through which he teaches a light and color healing system, and is the co-founder with his wife of the Samarpan Foundation, committed to building eco-friendly structures where they have been destroyed by earthquakes such as in Nepal and providing global support uh, uh, wherever they go. It's truly a humanitarian and ecological slash environmental organization and really helping to promote these and take actions in order to execute them. In fact, uh, I'll just uh, share a little story because I've met Patrick several times over the years and uh, the last time I saw him was at the United Nations where he was giving a talk on the use of plastic bottles for building structures in Nepal. And this was just after the Nepal earthquake hit and the people were just without... uh, bearing, without a place to live, without shelter, and the whole culture was really in a tumult. And through his organization, he and his wife and many others uh, got very, very inventive, and they found a way of taking, you know, water bottles, which are, if you live in India or have been anywhere in Southeast Asia, you know that everyone drinks uh, bottled water, and the bottles are an, an immense quantity. And, of course, they're not biodegradable, and they have to be used somehow. And this is the way they chose to utilize the um, utilize these bottles for making what is actually well-insulated shelters for people. It's very, very clever. So this is the kind of innovation God knows we need more of in our world because as of now, uh, we don't have as much as we need. We've got amazing technologies, but how many people are actually implementing them on the ground in a very kind of a earthy way uh, where they're taking the resources of a region and the plastic bottles in this case are all over that region, and to use them in this way is sort of the cheapest way of getting a job done. So I've always commended him for that awesome, awesome work. The light and sound is also really interesting whole work that he's been doing for a long time. We all know that going back to ancient times in the indigenous wondrous uh, um, clans and tribes that we have as a human species 
have been using light and sound forever, it seems. Certainly tens of thousands of years if we stretch back into the uh, wisdom of the Australian Aborigines and to some extent in Africa and South America and Siberia where we have, uh, God, they say that we have uh, evidence of a shamanic culture in Siberia going back 30 to 40,000 years as well as same in uh, Australia. So do I know factually that's true? No, but uh, I've gotten this from pretty reliable sources. So when we say that light and sound uh, have some history, I guess I'm not kidding. <laughs> There's a real history. And uh, uh, Patrick has been updating that and using the richness of the ancient ways and combining it with today's wonderful scientific and technological breakthroughs. And that's a really uh, interesting combination and synergy. So, um, oh my, uh, oh my, that is awesome. Um, I just received a communication and uh, wow. Um, well, it looks like our guest will not be joining us today. After all, it's all of a sudden he is boarding a flight to Toronto and uh, he won't be able to hop on the call. So um, we'll just have to have Patrick back another time. But in the meantime, I would like to take a few minutes just to on one hand, acknowledge the magnificence of human culture and the human presence on this planet, because in so many ways it has been. Can I say that the human species in the, in uh, on the planet Earth is stellar? Well, that might be more true than we realize. Many say that we are actually the result of stardust. So we are stellar, quite literally. Um, but what I really am uh, referring to also, I should say, is our accomplishments as human beings, our creativity, our innovation, our willingness to adventure is truly remarkable. We love to learn. We love to play. We love to kind of stick our nose in things and learn more and to uh, use our hands to make tools and instruments, and God, we've gotten good at it. God, we've gotten good at it. On the other side of it is that um, we have been very, very, very destructive, and we have hurt other species. We've hurt our own. We've damaged sentient life everywhere. We've hurt our own precious Mother Earth, and we are suffering the consequences of all of that right now. We are feeling it in the gut, we're feeling it in the heart, we're feeling it in our body, and we're feeling it in our souls, because you cannot get away with wreaking this kind of damage without there being a consequence. It's a law. 
It's a law of physics. It's a law of metaphysics. It's an actual law of nature. And we experience consequences of our, from our actions. And that is what's going on. It's, it's the boomerang effect. And the boomerang is lowering its boom on us. So the more we realize that, and the more we can, how do I say, repent. Do you know what the word repent means or where it comes from? It comes from the Latin, and it means to think again. It means to use our mind, to use our intellect, to use our power of reflection, and to think again, i.e. to review which also comes from the Latin, which means to re-see, to see from another place, put ourselves in Mother Earth's shoes, if you will. Does Mother Earth have shoes? Well, let's say yes, or put ourselves into the shoes of another uh, person, or what it would be like to walk with uh, padded feet, like animals, and what we have done to them, the damage, the harm, the pain. Well, our storm systems these days, cyclones in places they've never happened, tornadoes happening where they've never happened, drought. It's just like, you know, the pestilence in ancient Egypt during biblical times, you know, and next it will be the first Born, folks. So it goes. So it goes. So we are experiencing that whiplash, if you will. And at the same time, at the very same time, there are those of us, such as the people that listen to this show over and over again, week after week, month after month, and literally year after year, have a different sense of things and oftentimes have a deep sense of purpose and are driven to, how do I put it, create a better world, to improve the lives of others, be they human or non-animal, I'm sorry, non-human um, and non-animal, you know, the plants, the trees. Uh, we have gardeners, horticulturalists, really, who are doing remarkable things to improve the ecosystem to preserve the ecosystem that has, as I was saying, suffered so many blows by the unconsciousness of humans and by simply the learning curve of, oh, is this what happens when you touch a hot iron or you touch fire? Oh, I see. I don't think I will do that again. That kind of learning. And all of us in our lives are subject to this kind of thing. And, um, you know, it's just what we as humans do. We're slow learners. And uh, right now the clock is ticking like never before. But there are solutions, and we know that. We need the will to act. And there's much will. And many of us are really active in making a difference in this world. One of the ways uh, I personally uh, am engaged is through this radio show and through our community TV show 
both of which, of course, are called A Better World. And every week I am producing these, and some of the TV shows are repeats because it takes a lot of time and I don't have the infrastructure I need to get the editing done on a weekly basis. So if any of you are interested in being an internship intern here at A Better World from wherever you are because we use things such as um, uh, digital files and Dropbox and all sorts of things like that uh, to make it happen. So you can be in India, you can be in China, you can be in Taiwan, Hong Kong, or the Philippines, or Singapore, or Africa, where we have people listening as well as the UK, what have you. It is doable if you want to bring those skills, social media skills, uh, graphic skills. We welcome you, we welcome you, and we will find some stipend for you as well. So, uh, but just to say, these are some of the ways in which a better world offers the world an education, an inspiration, um, a, uh, a nudge, what I refer to sometimes as the cosmic nudge toward greatness. And uh, that's one venue, the media that we use. Others are actually using educational platforms such as the Pachamama Alliance and things of that sort. Uh, the United Nations, we are connected to uh, a number of different activities there, including the Institute for Global Education, on which I am a board member. And we've done uh, such things as build a school in India. And now another one specifically for computer literacy in Nepal, and I'm in dialogue with the other board members about doing some other specifically eco-friendly types of activities, education and specific activities. So beyond that, I'm involved in a specific number of initiatives using business, so social enterprise from a, a lawn seed that sequesters carbon at eight to ten times the ordinary lawn seed that we find around that uses almost no water that is insect and mosquito repellent and needs virtually no fertilizer is one powerful way we here at A Better World are doing what we can to contribute to the overall carbon sequestration and water uh, water conservation. And we have a number of other initiatives having to do with the reduction of methane that is a result of commercial cattle farming and uh, hog farming. And these are, create disastrous results for the environment. And it would be best if we didn't have those taking place at all but just perhaps natural roaming, which has always been the case all over the world, where the manure is stomped into the ground and becomes a very rich fertilizing agent. Uh, and that is a matter of proper balance and proportion with Mother Nature. But what we humans have done is, uh, based on
on greed and more is better principle have put together farms with thousands of cows that produce just tons, literally, of manure, and they can't move and they don't roam and they're stuck in cages, then it's the most inhumane and in-animal, what word do you use, uh, ask kind of thing. It's just frightening what goes on. Well, I'm connected to a company that gathers all that manure, sad as it is how it comes into existence, but that's not going to stop anytime soon. and may not ever. I don't know. Uh, but uh, certainly what we're doing is a remediation of the situation, and we gather together, well, not me, but my associates gather together in massive quantities the, this manure and put it into what are called biodigesters using anaerobic bacteria, which breaks the manure down and produces a renewable energy biogas. And uh, my associates are doing some wonderful things to bring that biogas into, for instance, raceways where sports cars and the like are using tons of fossil fuel and we're on the verge of replacing that with biogas as well as major uh, trucking fleets across the country we're moving the dial, my friends, from fossil fuel to renewable through this form. Not to mention our activities with solar and with powerful wind turbines, which can be utilized and produce electricity at literally fractions of a penny per kilowatt hour. Let me just say under a penny, considerably under a penny when uh, there is sufficient wind and an infrastructure to metabolize it, if you will. So these are just some of the activities, and we can do solar anywhere, really on a megawatt level or even into gigawatt, but uh, that's the general, um, the general gist. So these are just a few of the wonderful kinds of uh, solutions that we are promulgating here at A Better World. And they always require money, they require manpower, they require business development, they require markets, uh, they require, and they have already gotten, a ton of R&D. So that's good news. And these are the kinds of enterprises that we here at A Better World are involved in, and many, many people across the planet are involved in. God bless y'all, as we say. <laughs> so um, it's really, really a pleasure. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, Patrick won't be joining us today as planned, and uh, this was a last-minute uh, cancellation with deep regret. And... Um, so that's what's happening here. And so I'm not going to go on about this because the amount of things that are going on in the world are way too many to, 
describe. I mean, just one friend of mine who is a Swami in the Shivananda Yoga tradition, for instance, um, is in the depths of Kenya working while wearing his, you know, Swami's uh, clothing in the dirt working side by side with other Kenyans, uh, building farms and schools and the like to provide for a different kind of future for these people. Out of the inner city in Kenya and into the countryside to use one's hands and build, but literally build another life. That is just Swami Padma. Beautiful, beautiful soul. These are the kinds of things. Paul Hawken, in his Blessed Unrest, talks about literally millions of organizations that are on the planet right now making a difference. Some of them are what are called uh, benefit corporations, B Corps. Some of them are nonprofit like us. Some of them are uh, regular corporations that have a soul and are acting, uh, you know, consciously and compassionately to bring good to the world, and they operate their business that way. So it's always a win-win. It's referred to often as uh, conscious capitalism or compassionate capitalism, and uh, it's just a system. At the end of the day, all we're dealing with is people, not systems. We utilize what we call a system, um, which is more like a, a, an environment, a structure, a, a technique, a method, a protocol to execute certain uh, ways of being and acting from which the commons can benefit and individuals and families and groups can also benefit. So it is awesome and humbling to see and hear about the kinds of things that are going on on this planet as well as what's going on internally. We're waking up in so many ways to our different types of potentials. Our brain is being studied like never before and we're understanding circuitry better than ever before and neuroplasticity. It's very exciting and not to mention the mind itself, which is this infinite pool of possibility. And uh, it's very exciting, the kind of creativity um, that is manifesting on the planet right now that is helping to generate new types of potentials. And this is, of course, what we need because we dug a ditch so deep. We're going to need all men and women on deck, so to speak, to turn this around. And in a way, very, very sadly, we see a body politic and too many people in the business world were not paying real attention to the issues of global warming, of pollution and contamination of our waterways and our air and our soil. And they just keep going on habitually, uh, almost virtually addictively, with business as usual. And it is horrible for the commons. It's horrible for the public good. And it's not even good for them on any level, even though it may appear 
to be good, um, making billions and not sharing it properly in one creative way or another with the masses that are doing the labor to make these happen is just truly a crime. It is criminal. And we don't really have laws that say that because they make the laws. But in our hearts, we know what's criminal and we know what's just. And uh, they can keep plenty for themselves. That's okay. Just make sure that they are empowering others in different ways, shapes, or forms to have shelter, to have food, to have medicine, to have education, and to have a life that they can really feel excited about and proud of, and that is meaningful. It can be done. It has been done. It is taking place right now. There are many billionaires who understand this, who have some of whom have banded together in incredibly impressive ways and are doing so much to help with such things as human trafficking and uh, bringing medicine to countries that don't have it and bringing clean water. It's very impressive. 60 Minutes did a show on this um, some time ago, a segment on a group of maybe a dozen billionaires from all over the world who have started initiatives, sort of as I'm describing. And uh, it's just, you know, it's really hard to spend a billion dollars in this world. You know, it's really hard. And uh, then at least investing it in these kinds of enterprises is the kind of mindset that we here at A Better World love to promote. It's wonderful to make money. This is not about not making money at all. It's actually about more people making money so the wealth can be spread, redistributed, so to speak, in intelligent and even entrepreneurial ways. I'm not even talking about giving it away, although that's always an option, but literally creating enterprises that can, uh, that can employ people and employ their creativity and their leadership skills and their interest in working. I mean, work is sacred. This is good. All animals do some form of work to feed their young, to build a shelter or a nest. This is part of what it is to be an animal slash human slash divine. This is what we do. Ain't no problem with it. And no problem with gathering a few more worms either. You know, it's that when things get hoarded, there becomes trouble. There was a very interesting experiment done many, many moons ago that I remember hearing about. And it was tracking monkeys and the way they eat and the way they share among themselves. And it was a very generous population. They were then given cartons of bananas. Cartons, more than anyone can eat. And the reaction was not to share them, but to hoard them. And they fought over them. And they wanted more of them for themselves. Curious. So when there's an abundance sometimes, it seems, at least in the monkey kingdom, of which we are part, uh, these other peculiar tendencies can manifest. I'm not saying they have to. 
I'm saying the experiment indicated that that does happen. So it's a good thing to remain aware of. I'm going to just take a couple more minutes here, and I'm going to do a little bit of a dovetail into some of the uh, threatening actions that are occurring right here in the United States of America politically because it's a very sad, sad situation because America has in many ways been a beacon of light to the rest of the world. It has uh, played certain roles for periods of time that have really helped others in developing nations and others to bring peace, to bring prosperity, to bring food, to bring education, to bring medicine, uh, and inspiration to so many. Uh, that is on the bright side of things. Unfortunately, there's also a long, long shadow of doing some of these things uh, with strings attached for political favors, for economic favors, for the right to exploit minerals or oil reserves in different countries and payoffs and bribes and corruption is also the other side of of being able to exercise military power um, and put bases in places where we have no business, no right really to put any such installations in. So a lot of America's good has been very, very good. And a lot of America's actions have been very, very toxic. It's going on right now in Venezuela, for instance, and other parts of the world. Iran, uh, you know, if you ask me, the Israeli and Palestinian issue, uh, the deep affinity with Saudi Arabia that allows this Yemen disaster to continue, this human catastrophe um, famine and untold suffering is being perpetrated by the Saudis with plenty of U.S. help, money resources, military resources, and the like. Despite denials, it doesn't matter. We know what's going on, and this is what's going on. Well, at the same time, there is a fracture right here in the old U.S. of A., where the attorney general, let alone the president, is acting in ways that are completely beyond the rule of law. They are uh, expressing tremendous hubris uh, to the other co-equal ruling bodies like Congress, and it is really becoming a problem. I'll never forget that my old dear friend Natasha Kolasar, who is the spiritual and executive director of Ideal uh, Community out in British Columbia that I used to frequent uh, prior to our dear Natasha's passing, who said, the United States over the next couple of years, and she said this, oh God, at least seven to ten years ago, uh, is going through a transition, and it is going to lose its world power status as number one. And there are internal changes that are occurring, 
and it is, in a sense, losing its beam, its gleam, and its prestige. And it has to do with a lot of infighting and confusion and lack of honoring the rule of law and lack of honoring the nature's rule of law, which is living by integrity. So we are witnessing it before our very eyes. The White House has refused to uh, the subpoenas for tax returns of this uh, incredibly nefarious, dangerous president uh, who is a clear and present danger to not just national security, but also to international. And uh, it's a crime against humanity. And to watch this incredible infrastructure that has been built up over generations, hundreds of years in this country, uh, where there is a Department of Justice and a, a judicial branch, of course, and the Congress, the legislative and the executive branch, just fall apart. And that is in reality what's happening. It's unraveling because of a handful or two of bad actors. And it's, uh, they are, are uh, blending the judicial branch and the executive branch right now in a way that has never in my lifetime certainly ever occurred and maybe ever in the history of this country quite this uh, brusquely and this explicitly. And uh, how the rule of law is going to sustain is anybody's guess right now. We're absolutely in the middle of it right now, and uh, we're going to see how it pans out. And many of us are petitioning like mad to have justice done and the rule of law reign supreme so it can remain constitutionally uh, based instead of what is really going on, which is truly a constitutional crisis. So I just wanted to say this out loud to all of you. I know we have people listening in Canada and uh, England and Australia and New Zealand and Africa and uh, all over, um, Philippines, and um, I just wanted you to get a little bit of insight into what's going on from my point of view, by the way. There are a few people who disagree. <laughs> Not many. No, I'm kidding. There are probably a lot who disagree, but I'm coming from a humanitarian place and from a place of respecting and honoring the rule of law and the structure of this government, which is currently being jeopardized by a handful of really bad actors, and they can't really act either. So on that note, listen, I want to just thank you all. I'm so sorry that we didn't have Dr. Patrick San Francisco on today as planned, and uh, we will have him back another time. In the meantime, I want to remind you all that we do a lot of healing right here at A Better World, and the services are several from energy balancing using a powerful software program uh, and I do systems, I do sessions with people across the world because it's not geographically rooted 
It doesn't need to be. Yes, I know it sounds like magic, but you know what? So is a cell phone. <laughs> and so this is along that line. All I need is some data about you, and I can help to send you healing, balancing frequencies and uh, coach you at the same time. So with that said, I want to remind you of that and the HEB program, the Harmonic Energetic Balancing Program, where we take a photograph of you and put it in the system, and that allows you to receive frequencies from all over, from here, all over the world. Also, that is, in a sense, funneled through your information and your photographs. And we have counseling, couples counseling, individual, family, all available uh, relationship counseling is one of our biggest going around here. And uh, we have a series of really quality uh, products, some nutritional supplements. It's all on our website at triple.abetterworld.tv. Just go into the right-hand column and you'll see Purium and you'll see Moder and you can have yourself a ball. And there are also ways of making money for yourself in your own personal cottage industry, working from home using these as well. So uh, that is a lot of what's going on. If you have any interest in the uh, any of the eco-friendly projects I talked about in any way, uh, please contact me at mjr at abetterworld.net. That's mjr at abetterworld.net, or call if you want appointments or what have you. I so appreciate your feedback, 212-420-0800. Again, that's 212-420-0800. This is Mitchell J. Rabin for A Better World. I want to just thank you all for tuning in again, and I look forward to seeing you all next week. 